the book of Joel, end of world prophecies compared with those in the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is a special bonus podcast episode. This is an ongoing major biblical research project. I felt led to compare the different end of world prophecies in Isaiah, Ezekiel, etc. with those in the revelation of Jesus Christ, analyzing for consistency and inconsistency. I realized when I first started taking notes on the revelation of Jesus Christ, it covered lots of pertinent details. I was concerned that it might be difficult for me to pair up the portions of the end of the world prophecy from other books of the Bible with those in Revelation. I will use the word revelation most often rather than write out the revelation of Jesus Christ each time. Also, I will often abbreviate it as REB in the table I use below that has been put after all my research analysis for those who would like to compare it further online. It's got almost every bit of revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, except it's a little bit condensed form every now and then. It's paraphrased, but try to keep the integrity of what it says, or you could read it. It's the last book of the Bible. Both are very advantageous to read. During this process, I decided to write my notes for Revelation in small chunks because it would make it easier for me to locate the parts I was trying to analyze with the book of the Bible I'm comparing. Additionally, I realized that it would make it easier for others to view this analysis in its entirety on either of these two blogs I felt led to create. Biblical proof at https colon double backslash biblical proof b i b l i c a l p r o o f dot blogspot b l o g s p o t dot com and on do biblical inconsistencies really matter at https colon double backslash biblical inconsistencies b i b l i c a l i n c o n s i s t e n c i e s dot blogspot b l o g s p o t dot com. I have recently felt led to create another blog to post this research. End of world Bible prophecy at https colon double backslash end of world Bible prophecy e n d o f w o r l d b i b l e P-R-O-P-H-E-C-Y dot blogspot dot com. Oh, blogspot. B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. The biblical research project will be completed with the use of the New King James Version of the Bible, also known as NKJV. Unless I, I will note it if I use any other um, forms of the Bible. I um, may utilize online sites as a resource if needed. If something doesn't seem clear, I may put who or what is being referred to within brackets for clarity. Additionally, I put my analysis, evaluation, comments, and opinions within brackets and will tip you off when I'm sharing that. For those who plan to access this information further online, I ended up color coding the particular aspects of Revelation verses in the table to make it easier when I compare it with the other end of world uh, predictions. After prayerful contemplation of ways to share this information, I will have topics and will put both the verses from Joel, the book of Joel, and Revelation that relate to that topic. There may be sometimes some verses may be used more than once because they're, they also relate to another topic. I will put the messages, the passages from Revelation, R-E-V, in an orange or orangish font, and the Joel passages are in blue. 
The bulk of my analysis, but not all, will be in purple. I do use a black font at times when I think the highlighting might make it difficult for viewers to read. Of course, this only applies to people that are going to get on the blogs and read all the research in its entirety because it's kind of long and thorough and you, you know, you may want to research it more or send it to somebody. Um, in it, let's see, the following passage, Bible passage is noteworthy. Revelation 22 verses 18 through 20. For I testify to everyone who hears the word of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city and from the things that are written in this book. He who testifies of these things says, surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. In order to maintain the integrity of the Bible passages and not alter in any significant way, I sometimes paraphrase or condense things to conserve space. Often I will put an and sign, they call it an amper and sign, it's the loopy and sign instead of spelling out the word and. Additionally, I use the numeral instead of spelling out the numbers or combine things that are similar. This is an example of how I've condensed it while maintaining the Bible's passages integrity. This is examples from Revelation 7 verses 4 through 8. John heard the number of those sealed. 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. 12,000 each of the following tribes were sealed. The tribe of Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. Says the same basic thing as the original passage, but condenses it to conserve space without listing each tribe in a separate verse and that there were 12,000 that were sealed. I'm starting my analysis. Okay, this is the background information. Joel 1 verses 1 through 3 says, The word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel, Hear this, you elders, and give ear all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your children about it. Let your children tell their children and their children another generation. Revelation 1, verses 1 through 3. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show his servants things that must shortly take place. He sent and signified by his angel to his servant John who bore witness of the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, to all things that he, which is the Apostle John, saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Revelation 1, verse 9. John, brother and companion in tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island of Patmos for the word of God, for the testimony of Jesus Christ within brackets. This is the background information analysis. Both the book of Joel and Revelation are consistent in that God had given them information to share with other people about what the future holds so they could change their evil ways. The Apostle John was a prisoner on the island of Patmos because of his faith in Jesus. This was not the case for Joel. Is this an inconsistency? Most certainly not. 
God doesn't only use those who have been imprisoned for their belief in him in order to inform people of the consequences of their unbelief. Okay, next topic is important information. Revelation 22, verses 11 through 17, he said to John, Do not seal the words of this prophecy of this book, for this time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and many and may enter through the gates into the city, but outside are dogs, sorcerers, sexually immoral, murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Revelation 2, verse 5. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lamp stand from its place. That actually has to do with, he's talking to the, the seven churches. Um, he has Apostle John watch this and, and, and talks to the seven churches, and it talks about their lamp stand. Joel 2, verse 1, blow a trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. Revelation 3, verses 15 through 18, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say I'm rich because and have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, but you may be rich and white and have white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and may not be clothed that the and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. Joel 2, verse 32, And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For the mount, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Revelation 21, verse 8, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Revelation 22, verse 7. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of this prophecy of this book. Revelation 21, verses, verse 6. He said to John, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountains of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Who thirsts? Within brackets, important information analysis. Both the book of Joel and Revelation are consistent in that they share important information about the end of the world consequences and the reward in heaven for those who believe that Jesus is their savior. Next topic, salvation through Jesus. Revelation 3, 19, verse 
19 through 22, verses 19 through 22. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. To him, whoever comes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation 5, verse 9. And they sang a new song, saying, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Revelation 21, verse 7, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Revelation 5, verses 11 through 12, Then John heard the voice of many angels, living creatures and elders around the thrones, and the numbers of them was 10,000 times 10,000 plus thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Revelation 7, verses 9 through 12. After these, John saw a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palm branches in their hands. They were crying with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. This particular passage is very significant in my opinion in that um, growing up as a Christian, I used to get confused because of talk about the Israelites, the Jews, the promised people. And I think, well, I'm not Jewish. How am I going to be one of Jesus's followers? Although I loved him dearly. And, you know, and going through the Bible over and over again from cover to cover is something I really like reading every day, the next portions of the Bible. And then when I get to the end, I read it over and over again. I learned so much about him. And there's um, that it may be started this way, but there's a point where God opened it up to anybody who believes in Jesus Christ as their Savior can go to heaven. It starts talking about it after Jesus' resurrection more, and you'll read it like in Acts, and they're on the rest of the um, New Testament where it's talking about how, especially Saul, who is also his name is Paul, and um, he Saul used to persecute the Christians, and then he was converted because he had a meeting with Christ, and um, and Christ turned his life around, and he became a devout Christian instead of somebody who persecuted Christians to death. I mean, that was a tremendous, excuse me, goosebumps when I tell you about tremendous change in his life. Anyway, God wanted to use Paul to go to the Gentiles, and that's often a term they use loosely that everybody who wasn't a Christian. And, I mean, it's used specifically and then it's used in general, but it's quite often used that to go to the Gentiles and spread about Jesus giving his life and how he was crucified, died, rose from the grave, and ascended into heaven 
so that we could have salvation with them. And Paul was to go and share this with the Gentiles so that everybody could have salvation. And there's lots of other verses that verify that. But since I have your ear at this time, I thought I'd share it with you because I think it's very significant. So is this, it's Joel 2, verse 32, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord called. Revelation 2, verses 16 through 17, repent or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. The Spirit says to the churches, to him who overcomes. I will give some of the hidden manna and to eat, and I will give them a white stone, and on this stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Revelation 2, verses 25 through 29, but behold, but hold fast what you have till I come, and he who overcomes and sees my works until the end, to him I will give the power over the nations. He will he shall rule them with a rod of iron, they shall be dashed into pieces like the potter's vessel, as I also have reached, received from my father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Sorry. Uh, Revelation 3, verses 7 through 8, John writes to the church of Philadelphia for the Holy Spirit, these things, Says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens, I, which is Jesus, knows your work. I set before you an open door and no one can shut it, for you have a little strength, have kept my word and have not denied my name. Revelation 3, verses 10 through 13. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will. I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he who goes out no more, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which will come down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation 3, verses 19 through 22. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation, and you may think, I heard that before. That's because it pertained to important information and it pertains to salvation through Jesus Christ. So if something's pertinent to another topic, it will be in other, you know, it will be listed with that topic as well. Revelation 8 verses Revelation 2, verses 8 through 11, John should write to the angel of the church of Smyrna from the first and the last who was dead and came to life. Revelation 7, verses 13 through 14, one of the elders answered John saying, who are these arrayed with white robes and where did they come from? John told him that he didn't know. 
So he, which is the angel, told them, they are the ones who came out of the great tribulation and watched their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Revelation 1, verses 17 through 18. When he saw Jesus, John fell at his feet as if dead. But Jesus laid his right hand on him saying, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. Revelation 12, verses 10 through 17. John heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of, God, of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night and have been cast down. And now they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives until death. That's their way of saying as they were willing to give their sacrifice their life for their belief in Christ. They just word things differently. Okay, within brackets, this is salvation through Jesus analysis. Although Revelation has many more passages related to this, the one passage that Joel has about all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved is still pretty significant. So there's no inconsistency. This is about Babylon. Revelation 14, verse 8, another angel followed saying, Babylon, that great city has fallen because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Revelation 16, verse 19, the great city was divided into three parts and the cities of the nations fell and the great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Joel 3 verses 1 through 6. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. They have cast lots for my people, have given a boy as a payment for a harlot and sold a girl for wine that they may drink. Indeed, what have you to do with me, O Tyre and Sidon and Philistia? Will you retaliate against me? Swiftly and speedily I will return your retaliation upon your own head, because you have taken my silver and my gold and have carried it into your temples, my prized possession. Also the people of Judah and the people of Jerusalem you have sold to the Greeks, that you may be removed, that you may remove them far from their borders. Revelation 17, verses 1 through 8, one of the seven angels who has the seven bowls came and talked to John, saying, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on the many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. He carried John away in his spirit into the wilderness, And saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed with purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. On her forehead, a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. He saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. When he saw her, he marveled with great amazement. 
The angel said to John, why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit to go to perdition. Those who dwell on the earth will marvel the, whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they see the beast that was and is not and yet is. Revelation 18 verses 1 through 3. After these things, John saw another angel coming from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. He cried mightily, saying loudly, Babylon, the great is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons. A prison for every foul spirit and cage for every unclean and hated bird. All the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Joel 3, verse 19, Egypt shall be a desolation and Edom a desolate wilderness because of violence against the people of Judah, for they have shed innocent blood in their land. Revelation 18, verses 4 through 16, John heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plague. For her sins have reached into heaven and God hath remembered her iniquities, rendered to her as she did to you, but repay her double, because she glorified herself and lived luxuriously. In the same measure, give her torment and sorrow, for she says, I sit as a queen, and I will not see sorrow. Therefore, her plagues will come, and one day, death and mourning and famine, she, which is the city of Babylon, will utterly be burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. The king of the earth, who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her, will weep, with king will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning saying alas that great city babylon that mighty city for in one hour your judgment has come the merchants will weep and mourn over her for no one buys their merchandise of gold silver precious stones pearls etc you want to read all the things there's like 20 verses of all the products that will not be burned i mean will not be they won't be able to purchase anymore uh, revelation 18 21 verses 22 a mighty angel took up a stone and like a great millstone and threw it into the sea saying thus with violence the great city babylon will be thrown down and shall not be found anymore the sound of harpists musicians flautists trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore no craftsman or any other craft shall be found in you anymore the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore etc so again if you look at the bottom where I have all the table where it has the revelation verses, it'll tell you all the rest of the verses, or you can read those, you know, in Revelation with those verse numbers. Revelation 18, verses 24, in her was found the blood of prophets and saints and all who were slain on the earth. Revelation 19, verses 1 through 3. After these things, John heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication, and he has avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her. Again, they said, Alleluia, her smoke rises up forever and ever. Babylon analysis, although the book of 
and this is within brackets, although the book of Joel and Revelation are very consistent, and I'm not going to analyze them further, I received some unrequested literature in the mail that stated that Babylon, that is to be destroyed, is the Vatican. I can't tell you for sure, but I really think that what was in the Bible is an analogy speaking of Babylon or any of the is speaking of Babylon is in relationship to all great corrupt cities, countries, merchants, etc., that lead others away from their focus in Christ our Lord and his commandments. I went to yourdictionary.com at https colon double backslash examples e-x-a-m-p-l-e-s dot your dictionary y-o-u-r-d-i-c-t-i-o-n-a-r-y dot com slash analogy a-n-a-l-o-g-y dash not underscore but dash e-x dot html at that side i got what's called analogy examples although that's the title of this portion, but I only took the portion that explains what analogy is. So I don't really have examples of it. At its most basic, an analogy is, is a comparison of two things to show their similarities. Sometimes the things being compared are quite similar, but other times they can be very different. Nevertheless, an analogy explains one thing in terms of another to highlight the ways in which they are alike. Within brackets, although, I can't tell you for sure. I think the information in this book of the Bible about Babylon is it, and so with within Re Revelation of Jesus Christ and with Joel, that Joel doesn't speak of Babylon. He talks of another city or country. He, well, he talks about Egypt. And I'm trying to go back and find it. And I can't find it fast enough. Anyway, um, that there, it's an analogy comparing them. One is a comparison to a harlot, and also it's a comparison, and that got is an analogy to all corrupt cities, countries, merchants, people, all those that corrupt others that lead them away from their faith in Christ. Does it matter that I don't have a definitive answer for this or for the other information related to the literature I received in the mail? No, it doesn't. But I will explain further in the end of the world prediction analysis. Be, you know, it, the part about them saying it being related to the Vatican, I, I can't tell you for sure. And I will discuss that later. Okay, next topic. What the Bible says some of the signs mean. Now, these are all from Revelation. Joel didn't have any that explain what the signs mean, but that's not significant. It's only if there's contradictions between things, and it's not a contradiction. I thought I'm not including these, and I thought, no, it's important, because when you read Revelation, there are lots of different symbolism and signs, and, and I want you to know what it says in the Bible, these mean from Revelation. Okay, Revelation 1 verses 19 through 20, write the things which you have seen and the things which will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand are the angels of the seven churches and the seven golden lampstands are the seven churches. I was telling you the lampstands had to do with churches. 
Revelation 5, verse 6, John saw in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. And this lamb is capital L, so it's always referring to Jesus Christ when it's capitalized in the New King James Version of the Bible. That is one of the things I like about it because there's a lot of word reference. And when you read in the Bibles, and it's hard to tell which he and him and all of that. And, and they capitalize anytime they're talking about Jesus Christ. Um, but I got myself off track, so I want to read it again. John saw in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits God sent into all the earth. Revelation 18, verses 9 through 18. And it's the angel telling the apostle John, Here's the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. There are also seven, seven kings. Five have fallen, one is, and the other has not yet come. When he comes, he must continue a short time. The beast that was and is not is himself also the eighth and is of the seven and is going to produce him. The ten horns are ten kings who have received no kingdom yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war with the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them, for he is the Lord of lords and king of kings, and, and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. The angel told John, the waters which you saw where the harlots sit are the people's multitudes, nations, and tongues. The seven horns you saw on the beast, these will hate the harlot and make her desolate and naked eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Remember, it's not a person in cities and countries that are wicked. Um, for God has put it into their hearts to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind, and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. The woman whom you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Revelation 16, verses 12 through 16, the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. John saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. They are, I have within brackets, the, because it didn't make sense without it, spirits of demons performing signs which go out of the kings of the earth and in the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and see his shame. And they see his shame. They gathered them together in a place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Revelation 18 verses 9 through 18 within brackets, the angel tells John and brackets, here's the mind which has wisdom I just read that to you. I am so sorry. I will delete it so it's not in the information I put online. I, I have things more than once, but it's within topics. And this one, I made a mistake and I apologize. I had the same passage twice in the same topic. Okay, now these are end of world predictions. I want to give you a note on this. I have the end of the world predictions in the order they're listed from, in, from the revelation of Jesus Christ in the order that they're presented. 
kind of seems when I read it, each time I read it, seems like there's a particular sequence. And so I have that, but I have interdispersed the related Joel passages here, there, and everywhere because I don't know where they fall in that time sequence of time. So I just wanted you to know what is, you know, and that the revelation ones are in the way they're presented chronologically, not sequentially. I can't say it's chronologically, but it's a sequence of it in in the Ulta, in the Revelation of Jesus Christ, that book of the Bible. Okay, and the world predictions. Revelation 6, verse 2, and this is the first seal. He looked and behold a white horse, and he was sat on it, had a bow, and a crown was given to him. He went out conquering and to conquer. Revelation 6, verse 4, this is the second seal. A fiery red horse went out and was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another, and there was given him a great sword. Joel 1, verses 9 through 11, the grain offering and the drink offering have been cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests mourn who minister to the Lord. The field is wasted. The land mourns. The land mourns. For the grain is ruined. The new line, wine is dried up. The oil fails. Be ashamed, you farmers. Wail, you vine dresser. For the wheat and the barley, because the harvest of the field has perished. Revelation 6, verse 6. This is the third seal. He heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. Revelation 6, verse 8, this is the fourth seal. He saw a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was death, and Hades followed with him. Power was given to them over one quarter of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and with the beasts of the earth. Joel 1, verses 15 through 18, alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Is not the food cut off before our eyes? Joy and gladness from the house of our God. The seed shrivels under the clods. Storehouses are in shambles. Barns are broken down for the grain has withered. How the animals groan. The herds of cattle are restless because they have no pasture. Even the flocks of sheep suffer punishment. Revelation 6 verses 9 through 11. This is the fifth seal. When he opened the fifth seal, John saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. They cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, how holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who had been killed as they were was completed. So these are all the people that were killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. Revelation 6, verses 12, verses 7, 12 through 17. This is the sixth seal. John looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood. The stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. The sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up. And every mountain and island was moved out of its place. The kings of the earth, great men, rich men, commanders, mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves 
and the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand? Revelation 7 verses 2 through 8. John saw another angel ascending from the east having the seal of the living God and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea saying, do not harm the earth, sea or trees we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. John heard the number of those sealed. 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. 12,000 each of the following tribes were sealed. The tribes of Judah, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Naphtali, Manasseh, Simeon, Levi, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. Joel 1 verse 12. The vine is dried up and the fig tree has withered. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree. All the trees of the field are withered. Surely joy has withered away from the sons of men. Revelation 7 verses 9 through 12. After these, John saw a great multitude, which no one can number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white, white robes. And palm branches in their hands, they were crying with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, and the elders, and the four living creatures, and fell on their faces before the throne, and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 7, verses 13 to 14, one of the elders answered John, saying, who are these arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? John told him that he, he the angel knew. So he, the angel, told John, they are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Joel 2, verse 1, blow a trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. Revelation 8, verses 5 through 6. This is the seventh seal. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. There were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and earthquakes. So the seven angels sounded, who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Joel 1, 19. O Lord, to you... I cry out, for the fire has devoured the open pastures, and a flame has burned all the trees of the field. Revelation 8, verse 7, first angel sounded, and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth. One third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. Joel 1, verse 20, the beasts of the field also cry out to you, for the water brooks are dried up, and a fire has devoured the open pastures. Revelation 8, verses 8 through 9. The second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. So when I see a third four times, it's, it seems like that makes one and a third. But it, what it really is saying is a third of the sea a third of the living creatures. I'm reading the wrong one. Okay, sorry, that's an, another one. I will get to that in a second. That one didn't have four thirds, but there is one that is, and I'll explain it then. Okay, 
Um, Revelation 8, verses 10 through 11, three, the third angel sounded. A great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and fell on a third of the rivers and springs and waters. The name of the star is Wormwood, and a third of the water became worm, Wormwood. And many men died from the water because it was made bitter. Joel 2, verse 2, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, like the morning clouds spreading over the mountain, the people come great and strong, like of whom has never been, nor will ever be any such after them, even for many successive generations. Revelation 8, verses 12 through 13. This is the, ver the passage. The fourth angel sounded. A third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, likewise the night. John looked and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the remaining blast of the trumpets of the three angels who are so sound, about to sound. Okay, so this has the four thirds. So what it really is saying, that because of both the third of the sun was struck and darkened, and a third of the moon was struck and darkened, and a third of the stars were darkened, so it's a third of these three things, one third of the day did not shine like it did, and it was more like night. So, and it, and it was, and a third of the night wasn't like it normally was. So those three thirds, a third of each of those three caused a third of the day not to shine and likewise the night. I just thought it was important to explain. Okay, Joel 1, verse 4. What the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust left, the calling locust has eaten. And what the calling locust left, the consuming locust has eaten. Revelation 9, verses 1 through 4, the fifth angel sounded, and John saw a star fall from the heaven, from heaven to earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. He opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass, of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Joel 1 verses 6 through 7. For a nation has come up against my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion and he has the fangs of a fierce lion. He has laid waste my vine and ruined my fig tree, has stripped it bare and thrown it away. Its branches are made white. Revelation 9, verses 10 through 12, they had tails like scorpions, and there were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. They had a king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name is Abaddon, but in Greek, his name is Apollyon. Woe, one woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. Revelation 9, verses 13 through 21, the sixth angel sounded. And John heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and day and month and year were released to kill one third of mankind. John heard the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. He saw the horses in the division who sat on them had breastplates of Fiery red, hyacinth blue, and sulfur yellow, and heads of the horses were like the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. By these three plagues, 
One third of mankind was killed and by fire and smoke and brimstone, which came out of their mouths. For their power was in their mouths and tails, for their tails are like serpents, having heads, and with them they do harm. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of their works, which is significant. And listen for this in the following passages from Revelation of how God had all these major things over these years trying to warn people to turn from their wicked ways and to, to have faith in him and trust in him and his son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And they, they didn't repent of their ways because anybody who does who has faith in Christ can go to heaven. And that's the significant takeaway from all of this. Anyway, now I lost my spot. Okay, they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Joel 2, verses 3 through 12. A fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Sure, nothing shall escape them, and behind them a desolate wilderness, and surely nothing should escape them. And forgive me if I put it twice. I'm not sure. It does look like I did, and I apologize. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses and like swift steeds. So they run with noise like chariots over mountaintops. They leap like the noise of a flaming fire or fire that devours the stubble. Like a strong people set in battle array before them, the people ride in pain. All faces are drained of color. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation and they do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone marches in his own column. Though they lounge between the weapons, they're not cut down. They run to and I think it's supposed to be lunge between the weapons. Sorry, I had lounge. I apologize. It's lounge does not make sense. Lunge makes sense between the weapons if you're like jumping forward between them. They are not cut down. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses they enter at the window like a thief the earth quakes before them the humble the heavens tremble the sun and the moon grow dark and the stars diminish their brightness the lord gives voice before his army for his camp is very great for strong is the one who executes his work for the day of the lord is great and very terrible who can hurt endure it now therefore says the lord turn to me with all your heart with fasting and weeping and with mourning revelation 10 verses 1 through 11 John saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. He had a little book in his hand, and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land, and cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roars. When he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices, and there are seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders uttered their voices, John was about to write, but heard a voice saying to him, Seal up the things which the seven thunders uttered, and do not write them. The angel John saw, standing on the sea and on the land, raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, and the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be Delay no longer, but the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished, as he declared to his servants the prophets. Then the voice that he heard from heaven, he 
Apostle John heard from heaven, spoke to him again and said, go take the little book, which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. So John went to the angel and said to him, give me the little book. And he said to John, take it, take and eat it. And it will make your stomach bitter, but it will be sweet as honey in your mouth. Then John took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it. And it was sweet as honey in his mouth. But when he had eaten it, his stomach became bitter. He said to John, you must prophesy again about, about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. But leave out the court, the court which is outside the temple. Do not measure it for it has been given to the Gentiles. And they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. Revelation 11, verses 3 through 6. I will give power to my two witnesses. They will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth. There are two olive trees and two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. If anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. If anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have power to shut heaven so no rain falls in the days of their prophecy, and they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Joel 1, verses 13 through 14. Gird yourself and lament, you priests. Well, you who minister before the altar, come, lie it all night in sackcloth. You who minister to my God, for the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. Consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Revelation 11, verses 17 through, no, 7 through 12. When they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them and kill them. Their dead bodies will lie in the streets of the great city. These are the two witnesses that were talked about just before. Um, I told you about, read the Joel passage. I just want you to know what it's relating to. Um, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, the two witnesses. Overcome them and kill them. Their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those from the people, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. Those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, make merry, and send gifts to one another because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. After three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies saw them. Revelation 11, verses 13 through 14. In the same hour, there was a great earthquake, and one-tenth of the city fell. In the earthquake, 7,000 people were killed, and the rest were afraid and gave glory to God of heaven. The second woe was passed. Behold, the third woe was coming quickly. Revelation 11, verses 15 through 19. The seventh angel sounded. Uh, loud voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God saying we give you thanks O Lord God Almighty the one who is and who was and who is to come because you have taken your great power and reign. 
The nations were angry and your wrath has come in the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple. There were lightnings, noises, thunderings, an earthquake and great hail. Revelation 12, verses 1 through 6, a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head was a garland of 12 stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and pain to give birth. Another sign appeared in heaven, behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems, and diadems are crowned on his head. He is, his child drew out one-third of the stars of heaven. And through them, I am so sorry. I found a sticker on my sock and it poked my finger. I, I apologize. Um, I have to find my spot. I am, I really apologize. It just is, I felt something poking my leg and felt it. And it was a sticker from my walk this morning. Okay, so I forgive me if I'm reading things again. I just start his in the middle. His tail drew one third of the stars of heaven and threw them to earth. The dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child. And child has a capital C, so that's referring to Jesus Christ. As soon as it was born, not literally, this is symbolic. She bore a male child, and that's capital C, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Her child was caught up to God and his throne. The woman fled into the wilderness where she was, has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. Revelation 12, verses 7 through 9, and war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought, but they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. The great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world, who was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Revelation 12, verses 12 through 17, Rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil hath come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. When the dragon saw that he had been cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child, which is Jesus. The woman had was given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time and times and a half a time from the presence of the serpent. The serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. The dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, which is Christian, which are Christian, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Revelation 13, verses 1 through 10. When I say which are, that means I put within brackets so that you have some idea who they're referring to because I don't like sharing things out of context. And from all the reading, talking about the people that believe in, in Christ, you know, so that I put that there so you know they're, who they're talking about. Revelation 13, verses 1 through 10. John stood on the sand of the sea and saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, each with a crown on his head. 
with a blasphemous name. The beast he saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth was like the lion. The dragon gave him power, his throne and great authority. He saw one of the heads had been mortally wounded and his head and his deadly wound was healed. All the world marveled and followed the beast. They worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast and worshiped the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? He was given a mouth speaking great things, blasphemies, and was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in the heaven. It was granted him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the lambs, slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Revelation 13, verses 11 through 18, John saw another beast coming out of the earth, and he had 12, no, he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was killed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. He deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast should both speak, should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or that number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666 or 666. Revelation 14, verses 1 through 5, John saw a lamb standing on, the, on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And his father's name is, he's speaking of God the Father. Revelation 14, verses 6 through 7, John saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. So this, again, is another one that reinforces that faith in Jesus Christ is open up to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. So it's for everybody who loves Christ as their Lord and Savior. Joel 2, verses 28 through 32, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also on my men's servants. And on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. 
And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Revelation 14, verses 9 through 11. And then a third angel followed, saying, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels in the presence of the Lamb. The smoke of the torment ascends forever and ever, and they shall have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Revelation 14, verses 12 through 20, John heard a voice from heaven saying to him, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord. From now on they may rest from their labors and work, and works follow them, says the Spirit. He saw a white cloud with one like the Son of Man sitting on it, having a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Joel 3, verses 11 through 13. Assemble and come all you nations and gather together all around, cause you your mighty ones to go down there, O Lord, and let the nations be wakened and come up to the valley of of Jehoshaphat, for there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. Put in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, go down, for the wine press is full, the vats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Revelation 14, verses 19 through 20. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the wine of the earth and threw it into the Great winepress of the wrath of God. The winepress was trampled outside the city and blood came out of the winepress of the wrath of God up to the horse's bridles for 1,600 furlongs. Revelation 15 verses 1 through 2. John saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them the wrath of God is complete. He saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire and those who have the victory over the beast and his image and his mark and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. Revelation 16, verse 2. The, the first angel went and poured out his bowl upon the earth, and a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men who had the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. Revelation 16, verse 3. The second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became blood as of a dead man, and every living creature in the sea died. Revelation 16, verses 4 through 7. The third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the springs and waters of waters, and they became blood. He heard the angel of the waters saying, You are righteous, O Lord, the one who is and was and who is to be, because you have judged these things. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. For is their just due? He heard another from the altar saying, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are your judgments. Revelation 16, verses 8 through 9. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and the power was given to him to scorch men with fire. Men were scorched with great heat, and they blasphemed the name of God who has the power over these plagues, and they did not repent and give him glory. Joel 3, verses 14 through 17. 
multitudes, multitudes in the valleys of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon will grow dark and the stars will diminish their brightness. The Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and the earth will shake, but the Lord will be a shelter for his people and the strength of the children of Israel. Revelation 16 verses 10 through 11. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom became full of darkness and they gnawed their tongues because of the pain. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and did not repent of their deeds. Revelation 16 verses 12 through 16. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates and his water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. John saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophets. Prophet. They are the spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments unless he walk naked and they see his shame. They gathered them together to a place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Revelation 16, verse 17 through 21. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and a loud voice came out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it is done. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such a mighty and great earthquake as has not occurred since men were on the earth. The great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. The great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of wine of the fierceness of his wrath, and every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. Great hell from heaven fell upon men, each hailstone about the weight of a talent. Men blasphemed God. Because of the plague of the hell, since the plague was exceedingly great. Revelation 19, verse 6, John heard the voice, as it were, of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Revelation 19, verses 19 through 21. John saw the beast, kings of the earth, their armies gathered together to make war against him and sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who were who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. The rest were killed with a sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. All the birds were filled with their flesh. Revelation 20, verses 1 through 6. John saw an angel coming from heaven having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for 1,000 years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the 1,000 years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. John saw thrones and they, were, and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Then he saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or their hands. They lived and reigned with Christ for 1,000 years. The rest of the dead did not live again until the 1,000 years were finished. This is the first 
resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second resurrection has no power, but they shall be priests of God, of Christ, and shall reign with him 1,000 years. Revelation 20, verses 7 through 10. When the 1,000 years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camps of the saints and beloved city. Fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Revelation 20 verses 11 through 15. Then John saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. He saw the dead, small and great, standing before God and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to their works, but the things which were written in the books I'm thinking it's supposed to be by the things that were written in the book. Sorry, I don't claim to be the best type in the world. By the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. They were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 21, verses 1 through 7. John saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, which is John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. He heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them. And be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There should be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who was sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. He said to John, Write, for these words are true and faithful. He said to John, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Joel 3, verses 17 through 18. So you shall know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then Jerusalem shall be holy, and no aliens, which means unbelievers, shall ever pass through her again. And it will come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drip with new wine, the hills shall flow with milk, and the brooks of Judah shall be flooded with water. A fountain shall flow from the house of the Lord and water the valley of Acacias. Revelation 21, verse 8. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Joel 2, verse 32. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name and the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Revelation 22, verses 1 through 7. He, which is the angel, showed John a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding 
from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the trees were for the healing of nations, of the nations. There shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no more night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Then he said to John, These words are faithful and true. The Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Revelation 22, verses 11 through 17, he said to John, Do not steal the words of this prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs, sorcerers, sexually immoral, murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and practices the lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts come, whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Revelation 22, verses 18 through 20, which are the last verses of the, of the Bible. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away this his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. He who testifies of these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. This is the end of world predictions. The end of the world predictions analysis follows this analysis note. This is my analysis note. So it's all within brackets. In analyzing these Bible passages for consistencies and inconsistencies. And it's important to realize the following. The Apostle John was specifically selected by God to share the prophecy and the revelation of Jesus Christ. This book of the Bible was focused on sharing the end of the world prophecy so that people could take heed and change their lives to be aligned with faith in Jesus Christ, their Savior. The book of Joel was specifically selected. No, Joel was specifically selected by God to share the end of the world prophecy as well, although the whole book of Joel only encompasses three chapters. This book of the Bible was focused on sharing the end of the world prophecy so that people would take heed and change their lives to be aligned with faith in Jesus Christ, their Savior. Within brackets, it is my opinion, it would be unreasonable to expect the passages of the book of Joel to have the same level of detail and the same amount of passages focused on the end of the world prophecy, since it only consists of three chapters, where Revelation consists of 22 chapters. Now, it's the end of world 
predictions analysis. And this is within brackets. I'm not going to try to interpret all of these end of world prediction passages since many are signs that are open to a vast array of interpretations. I recently got literature in the mail that I hadn't requested that states that the beast of the sea and the land and the little horn and the dragon and the antichrist are all related to the pope and the papacy. Is that accurate? Maybe yes and maybe no. I don't know the answer to these things. But I am sharing this so you can be mindful and prayerful to listen to the instincts that Christ alone can give you. So within brackets, in my opinion, as a Christian, I found what works best for me is not to get too caught up in trying to find literal interpretations or definitive interpretations for things of this nature. I just focus on Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and I don't get overwhelmed by the details that are beyond my comprehension. Within brackets still, I will use this as an example, Revelation 21, verses, verse 21 says the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was of, a pearl, of one pearl, and the streets of the city were pure gold like transparent glass. So within brackets, well, I used to hear people argue about what heaven is going to be like. Does it matter if the streets of heaven are going to be made of pure gold, are gold-plated, or just look like gold? No, none of that is really significant in my opinion. In fact, I don't care if it's made a, a, if it has dirt roads. What is significant is that I want to end up in heaven when Jesus calls me, no matter what the streets are paved with. The way that is possible is not to get caught up in arguments with others that Satan may use to lead us astray. So within brackets, if I focus on Jesus Christ as my Savior, his commandments and what he wants for me, I am most apt to end up in heaven on the last day. Of course, I'm not perfect. But all my many sins are forgiven as long as I stay focused on Christ who made the ultimate sacrifice for me. And he did it for you, too. And this is my last advice. Well, I know this is my last passage I'm sharing with you. And then my advice. Remember John 3, 16 through 21, when Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, did not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. This is my last advice. Follow Jesus, who is the light of the world, and he will lead you to salvation. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.